Hunter. Cody. What are you doing, my friend? I'm just sitting in a chair with a microphone in my face. What are you doing? You know, I'm sitting here, crack me open a cold fresca, and uh, just talking to your beautiful face behind that computer screen. Oh, I thank you. But every time I hear, are you really drinking a fresca? Yeah, man. Every time I hear fresca, I think it's been, I've been ruined because of Amazon Prime's The Boys. And Mm. I'm not going to spoil it because if any of you haven't seen The Boys on Amazon Prime, you need to. It is basically if superheroes were real people rather than like puff out your chest, noble icons, like the guy who is the analog Superman is just awful. <laughs> and it, I'm going to stop there because it's really good. I'm sh- There's two seasons of it out. I guarantee you people, people know what I'm talking about, but, but boy, it's good. And uh, Fresca has a big part in that show. And now every time somebody's like, I'm drinking a Fresca, my brain just goes. <clears throat> well, you know, I've, I'd run into an issue because when I first had a Fresca, I was over at uh, our friend Chaz's house and I got there late and I, he had no pop in the house. So he's like, yeah, just grab you one of those if you want it or there's water. So I grabbed one of these things. And it is the grapefruit citrus flavor fresca. And ever since that day, I have been utterly hooked. Like, Hunter, it's probably unnatural how many of these things that I drink. But the problem happened last year when fresca was one of the drinks that, I guess, Pepsi... I don't really know who makes it, but it was one of the drinks that kind of got cut from the list of things that were made. Like I was literally looking to try to buy them online and people were selling them for like 50 bucks for a 12 pack. Oh my word. Yeah. And then eventually I started finding them this year and at the very end of last year, but it like sometimes I'd find them in the green two liters and sometimes it'd be in the six pack bottles and a few times in the, the cans. But yeah, it was like impossible to find them. It's like they were trying to just put them out with whatever extra bottles they had at the time. But man, I drink these things literally just like water. They are my favorite drink on the planet right now. Well, I guess I'll have to try them because what you say, grapefruit citrus, that sounds really good. And also, if you hear Gray in the background, I'm really sorry. He is wound up and he's been talking to me. So if you hear him, I, I apologize. But it's it's pretty cute when he talks. So um, what? Eh, it's it's okay. We love dogs here. <laughs> but uh, but when I was in France, there was this soda uh, made by Schweppes, and it was called... Fresca? It, no. <laughs> but that, <laughs> le, le Fresca. <laughs> uh, it was called... I think it was pronounced agrume, but it was spelled A-G-R-U-M-E. And it was just a grapefruit soda. And it was the best darn thing. Like, I would make a point when we were in a grocery store to buy myself a little, a little bottle of it. And it was just one of the best darn things I ever had. And it was hard to find. Cause we did like Belgium and Germany too. And it was hard to find outside of, of France. And so ever since I got back to the States, I started having a, a, a craving for, of course that was almost three years ago that I've maybe almost four that I've, uh, I've, I've been to, to France. So uh, I started craving it again and you can't find it. You just can't, you can't get it imported. 
uh, I looked on Amazon. I, I, I've searched it. it. It just doesn't. It doesn't show up for me. There's no way to find it in the states. The closest yeah, these... thing that I have found. Sorry. <laughs> you go ahead. The closest thing that I have found is squirt, mm. which is something your grandfather had in his little uh, <laughs> ice chest down in the <laughs> the garage. <laughs> yeah. And I used to think like Squirt and RC and all that. I was like, oh, those are like old people sodas. But really, (laughs) RC is my favorite cola. And I love Squirt for the for that reason, that it reminds me of that soda that was in France. Now, it's just a little bit sweeter. The one in France had a little bit more of a tart flavor. And I oh, it Mm -hmm. was good. I love tart stuff like Chick-fil-A lemonade. Ooh, anything tart. And I'm there. Um But uh, but yeah, so I'll have to try that Fresca. I, I know Fresca is. I'm sure it's not like punch your face with flavor strong, but I may have to well, try that grapefruit yeah. and see what so I think they, about there's, it. So there's different frescas and they have different flavors. Like there was a, there was a blackberry one. Then I think there was like a strawberry one. The thing that happens is you get the ones that this one is, I believe it's, it's regular sweetness. It's called something like that. Then there's some that are unsweetened and then touch of sweet. The touch of sweet and unsweetened ones are nasty. <laughs> like, absolutely gross. I don't like them at all. I've tried them. I did my best when that was all I could find. And it's one of those, like, I took a drink and then just poured it out. <laughs> <in the sink>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that bad. But this one right here, the the grapefruit citrus, man, it just hits different. They are so good. And they're one, it's a, it's actually a sparkling soda water is what Fresca is, but okay. Yeah. So it's, you, it's kind of like the, um, the, the bubbly and the, all of those, you know? Yeah. They, they, t- it's like the bubbly, but bubbly are also nasty. So this is actually good. This is the only kind of carbonated soda water that I have found that I liked and it has to be this flavor. But yeah, if you're, if you're wanting something like that, these aren't overpowering. They're not, um, uh, they're not like squirt where you kind of feel like you're drinking pure sugar with a touch of grapefruit or whatever. These are these are good. I really, really like them. Well, I'll have to try that. Also, whenever I hear soda water, I feel like we're in the 1950s. You know, I, I'm, me and my gal will have a, a soda water. <laughs> I don't know. It just sounds really funny. But uh, I mean, yeah, that's it's what it is. It just I just you just don't hear it like that very often anymore. Yeah, and these aren't like something that I think a lot of people drink. Everybody just wants to drink, you know, pop and whatnot. But uh, these frescas, man, they're they're different. Mm. I'll have to try one, and we'll we'll see. You know, one of my favorite one of my favorite sodas is, like I said, is RC. But I get a thing of grenadine. You know, it's like putting sugar on on sugar. You know, it's not yeah whatever. But the grenadine syrup, it's it's not really cherry. It's more like kind of, I guess, like pomegranate or passion fruit. But I had when I was little, I was on a cruise ship and they made us uh, like for the kids. They had like a drink menu that wasn't alcoholic, obviously. And sure. they had drinks on there that had grenadine in it. And I've just really always liked that. So I'll take a little bit of that grenadine syrup and I'll pour it in some RC and make like quotations huh. cherry rc which is better than the actual cherry rc you can buy I, I don't know i just like it a lot better so that's that's probably my favorite soda um is is rc with a little bit of grenadine in it how about that i never never would have thunk it 
It's like a it's like a Shirley Temple, but with with cola. I believe they call it a Roy Rogers. Did you just make that up? Maybe. I, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know any different if you if you had so. Well, you know how your brain is like, I know that's what it's called, but I could have just pulled that out of thin air. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd, I'd recommend them if you can find them. Like I said, man, I've I've just now started been able to find the 12 packs and we've the only place I found them is in uh, Target. Oh. I, haven't, I haven't found them in any grocery store. Well, we don't have like, a Target. Hey, yeah, I mean that's the thing. We I, I find them when we go to Knoxville, but the only only other place I found them is in one Ingles that we have here. I found one six pack of the bottles, and then uh, I found two two liters in uh, the Food City here in town. Okay, and I well, snatched I may, those up quick. I may try. We got we have Food Lion. I don't think we have a Food City. We have two Food Lions, and I may try there to see if I can find. Yeah. Them. Yeah, give her a give her the old college try, cause man, well, I say that, but then you'll get hooked on them and won't be able to find them anymore. And then I'll just be an addict. <laughs> and you'll just be like me. Oh no. <laughs> uh, well, Hunter, man, how's your week been? It's been good. Uh, it was it was kind of long. Um, most of most of my team is in Chihuahua, Mexico, installing a machine. I understand that it's not going very well. Um, so my boss is there, a bunch of the guys that work out on the floor are there and we're, uh, we're starting, uh, to get our ducks in a row for a new job. And my boss is trying to split the difference and do both. So he's been super great. Um, but I don't, I don't think I, I'll get in trouble for saying what we're doing. We're making, um, the next machine that I'm going to work on is the assembly line for the Tesla Cybertruck headlights. So I've actually got the 3D printed prototype of the headlight in our little cubicle area, and it is massive. (laughs) (laughs) So it looks very different. Like, you know, uh, Elon himself said that the design was going to change depending on what is like, because he wants cameras in the um, instead of rearview mirrors, he wants cameras. And that's not Uh legal in the United States yet. So his idea was that between now and launch, that it will become legal. So the design Uh, is going to change a little bit, uh, but the headlights that I have, the designs I have and the 3d printed prototype I have look quite different than what, uh, what I saw on the prototype. And uh, I'm not, I'm not sure because like the headlights were illuminated, but based on the design that I have, I just don't see how they're going to look the exact same. But again, things are he he said that everything would change and design freeze on the headlights doesn't happen for i think a couple more months so they're subject to change again um so it's kind of interesting i don't want to give too much away but i I don't think anybody without laying eyes on it could could do anything nefarious with that information uh but it's that's cool though man getting to getting to work on something like that i'm I'm positive that you'll have multiple more changes between oh uh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> between now and launch because we're so not doing you, it uh, we're not doing it for Tesla now our company has done an assembly line for Tesla directly but this we go through a different company so Tesla has outsourced a certain company to assemble their headlights and then that company sure. has come to us to build their machine okay so that's neat so did you uh did you not get to go to 
Mexico because of believe it or not they don't allow cripples leg. in Mexico. I'm just kidding. Yeah. That's I don't want. I don't. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I don't want somebody to be like, hey, I, that really offends me. By the way, here I am in Mexico. They don't allow cripples <laughs> in Mexico. <laughs> uh, oh. Canceled. Canceled. One, one month in. Well, that's why I haven't given away my social media. <laughs> um, the uh, the the funny part is uh, I didn't have that big of a of a of a role in this machine that's in Mexico. If I did, I probably would have been asked to go down there. Uh, but especially since I didn't really do much on it, and especially since I can't walk, yeah, that's that's why I'm not there. <laughs> You should have been like, hey, while y'all are down, can you just drop me off there in uh, Cancun and I'll scope out some potential clients while, yeah, me and, <laughs> while y'all are. Me and Ted Cruz are going to go chill out in Cancun and do some business. <laughs> Better be careful with that one. <laughs> I didn't say my opinion on it. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> Let's move well, away from that. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully you get to go on some other cool trips. I mean, that's neat, though, that you're your team's down down doing that right now yeah he told me when i got hired on that there's a chance I, i'd go all over you know india there's a chance i don't i mean i guess japan is always in the in the cards um europe is always in the cards if you if you go to install a machine if you're like a lead designer more times than not you go to help them install it and do the tests on site that's cool man uh so. yeah you can uh, bear Keep that passport up to date. Heck yeah. Well, man, I'm glad you're doing well. Legs still still healing. No more no more falls or accidents. Oh yeah, no more falls. We can do we can do a mini legment for the week. Um no falls, no accidents. Um we uh we've got it in the boots still. Uh I've got some vitamin E ointment that I'm putting on my scars to help help, you know, get that skin all loosey and and, and baby smooth again. And goosey, uh, Lucy and goosey, man. Uh, I'm able to bathe without anything on. So I've, I've been bathing regularly. You'll be happy to know. Um, so I've, I'm able to shower and I've also been taking like super hot bath just to soak it because it feels sure. so good to soak it in hot water. Um, and I'm able to sleep with it out too. So it's, it's really That's good, you know, so I, especially at work, like I'm able to take it out of the boot and I, I can sit with both my le- my legs upright, you know, like I can sit normally and it stretches out my calf and everything, but it just feels a whole lot better. So again, I, I knew the legment would be very brief for the next few weeks until there's a major development with the doctor. But, uh, but really my quality of life has gone up a good amount because I'm more comfortable sleeping. I'm able to, to wash it. I'm able to put this ointment on it that helps my skin. Uh, I'm doing my foot pumps. My muscles are so tired. They are so, and they, it barely moves. It just barely moves, but I'm trying so hard and I'm really trying to get it to move. It's moving more than it was, which is great. But every time I move it, it just feels like I've run a marathon. I mean, these muscles are just like, what did you do to me? I mean, and that's, that's how this is supposed to be. So you're, you know, you're doing a little bit more, being able to get a little bit further every day for, however many more weeks you have it. And then once you get to PT, you start that, you're not there at square one. So that's, that's the goal of it. So as long as you're making, you know, little progresses, that's, that's what you're shooting for. Heck yeah. So that's, that's what I'm doing. I'm, 
I finished all my, my pills. I, I don't have antibiotics anymore. I don't have any pain pills anymore. I mean, I take like, there's a, there's some generic over the counter stuff I take if I get really uncomfortable at work, but it's, it's literally just like Advil or, you sure. know, so, but yeah, that's my legment. She's doing all right. Good. I'm glad. Well, Hunter and I had been talking about, uh, of course, the strawberry candy, uh, issue strawing on that we've been going through here as it's been termed and hunter i understand that you have come across another variety of the candy oh yes i have been doing my research on the strawberry candies (laughs) (laughs) easy there (laughs) so uh yeah strawing (laughs) on is an ongoing thing and i'm happy to report that i have two major developments in the ranking of the strawberry candies. So um, out of order, because I found them in different orders, uh, I finally found the ones at Walmart. It was really hard to find them, but I finally found them and I bought them. And it's a bag about half the size of the bag you'd get it at Dollar General. And it was 98 cents. And uh, I was like, all right, so these, I don't have high hopes. So the, they are unlabeled. There's no name on the little wrappers. So there's just no manufacturer. Hmm. And, and the, the bag is like the generic great value. Um, you know, it's the type that they put the root beer barrels in and butterscotch the rounds, yeah. you know, you know what I'm talking about. So they're just as generic as generic can get. And when you open them up, they're smaller. They do have the wax paper on the inside, but the wax paper is like always stuck to the candy, which makes me concerned a little bit. Um, and they have these ridges on the top. It, it kind of looks like grill grill marks on, on the top of the candy. Huh. Um, when you pop them in and Bree tried one too. Um, but when you, when you pop them in, the first thing that hit me was that they, they tasted a little bit more artificial strawberry. Like the mm. ones at dollar general were just nasty. I just didn't, I, I don't know how to explain what those tasted like, but I'll get you a bag and you can help me. Um, sure. <laughs> Cause you just have to know how awful it was. Um, but, I appreciate that. You're, you're wanting that for me. Well, I mean, if we're going to do it. So the, the Walmart brand, when I put them in first, it was more of an artificial strawberry flavor, kind of like a strawberry blow pop or a strawberry push pop. You know how it's like really, really sweet, but you can tell it's like an artificial fruit flavor. You, you yeah, get, just, you get what I'm something's saying? Something's not right. So it, it, it didn't taste as, as, as I would have remembered them. And there was no filling. Like they're advertised as having mm. filling, but there's a, there's a hole in the middle. It's very, it's a very small hole, but there's a hole in the middle, just nothing in it. And huh. so it's just a hard candy. So again, I was like, all right, this, this ain't it, you know? Um, Maybe it had a filling in it. And, you know, it's kind of like I said, are you sure that you weren't approached this week for pound a bag of that to join some kind of society? <laughs> If I was approached, I missed all the signs. Uh, well, maybe maybe this week is what it is. We're we're bringing light into the secret societies. That's got to be. I'm I'm sure they don't like us talking about it on the air. So, well, um, we're not using names, so it's okay. <laughs> so but, then, but, yeah, there's probably there probably was a feeling though in there at some point, and it's just become not soft it, feeling anymore. It's evaporated. I don't think that that's how it works, but I mean, it might have, I'd say it probably hardened around the outside. Oh, but. probably it just, it, it just absorbed and, and assimilated to the hard candy surface. <laughs> and it's just there. 
they're good for about 20 seconds after they come off the line. And then after that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a window to eat it and it's immediately <laughs> the people in the factory, man, they're living their best life though. <laughs> uh, uh, well, so continue. Yeah. What about the next one? So the Walmart brand was a bust. They're better than the dollar general ones for sure, but not, not it. Um, so then I ordered off of Amazon. I ordered some of the Arcor brand and I actually did some, some digging on Amazon just to kind of see, cause remember how I said there was those industrial size boxes of them. I started yeah. looking at the reviews and the reviews people were saying, you know, three months ago I bought this, which how are you going through something like that in three months? But three months ago I bought this big thing. It was really good. And now the next time I reordered them, they were drastically different. So these people are getting hoodooed when they're buying the, uh, the big boxes too. So like they're, they're getting them and they're good and then they'll reorder them and they're awful. So they're, they're experiencing what I'm experiencing, except I paid a dollar and they paid 88 for an industrial size box. Um, mm. And they said the ones that say our on them are the best. And so I kind of took that from a couple different people. And I was like, all right. So the common theme here is the people who know that the our brand are the ones that they got. Those are the ones that people say are the best. So I found on Amazon two bags of the our uh, strawberry candies. And so I ordered those It was 15 bucks for two bags. They're massive. They're really, really big bags. And it comes in a, it's a, like a red bag and it's multilingual. Like it's got Spanish and Japanese and all sorts of stuff on it. Um, and so I cracked those open and from the moment I unwrapped it, it just felt right. You know, it had the wax paper and this is it chief. The candy just kind of emerged out of that wax paper like a, like a flower blooming in the springtime. <laughs> and I put it, I put it in my mouth and immediately nostalgia was just like, this is it. This is how you remember them tasting. This is it boss. And, and the center is full, absolutely mm. full. And it's like that. It's that really thick. It doesn't quite stick to your teeth, but it's that really thick, really gooey, and it's yep. just, it's so good. And so I, I think the Arcor brands are as close as I've come. Those are the ones I remember having. But I don't think we're going to stop here. Um, Brie agrees. She thinks the Arcor ones are the best. She remembers them tasting that way. I didn't mention about the Walmart ones, but Brie thinks the Walmart ones taste like medicine. Hmm. Um, so the, um, the Arcor brands are the closest, if not the ones that I remember having and she remembers having. But I'm really curious if my friend in Michigan can get me a hold of some of the ones from up there because I'm curious if if they taste the same or if they're a little bit different. So I guess I'm going to ask. So uh, in terms of my ranking in in gold, <laughs> the gold medal goes to Arcor by a long shot. And then Walmart and Dollar General don't even place because they're just absolutely nasty. So uh, Dollar General is the worst by far. Walmart is a little bit better, but still no dice. Still a turd, but just a little less turd. Exactly. They're just they're just not just not good. Just not good. Huh. You know, it's kind of crazy to think there are that many brands and that first off that this industrial size container has multiple vendors that whoever is packaging this, obviously it's some third party source that ends up with whatever got lost on a freight somewhere. But oh yeah, it's a uh, it's pretty crazy that that happens where they have different brands of the same candy that they're shipping out in these uh, in these tubs, and not only that, but there are people who have had to buy multiple tubs of candy that are different. Exactly. 
Huh. And I can confirm that the wrappers are near identical on all of these. The only major difference is the size and amount of seeds on the on the wrapper. But to the layman, if you don't really know what you're looking for, they look identical. <laughs> if you're not a professional like we are. Yeah, if you're not a professional strong on conspiracist like like me. I, Hunter, I'm just waiting for one of us to be approached by some guy. He's like, listen, drop the talk about the strawberry candies. <laughs> We're messing with somebody's livelihood here. Well, <laughs> I'm I'm glad you've uh you've come across the good candies. I'll have to I'll have to get a hold of them and and do some of my own sleuthing with it. I haven't had a chance to acquire any, but I'm I'm anxious to to get into it and to to try some of them. Heck yeah! So, well, I'm curious to see what your thoughts are too, because the ones you remember having may not be the ones I remember having. Who knows how deep this goes? We don't know. Well, I'll say this. Every one of them that I ever had came from people that I got them from, old people in uh, in churches, that I, in the church I grew up in. And I'm going to guess that those candies were probably purchased at a store that has dollar in the name. <laughs> so I don't know that, but I will I will get a hold of them and I'll see what which one triggers that recess of my brain from way back in there. But yeah, we'll, we'll have to continue this. If you can get a hold of some others and then we'll, we'll, we'll have the full in-depth breakdown of the strawberry candy universe and everything going on in it. I'm excited. Um, we're, we're going deep on this one. Who would have thought that this would turn into a true crime podcast where we're, we're getting to the point where we're finding the conspiracies and, and the criminal undertakings of the strawberry candy world. Heck yeah. Well, speaking though, I, I was going to pass it up, but I, I just can't. Um, Me neither. Did you read about the guy who found a shrimp tail, several shrimp tails in his cinnamon toast crunch? Yes, and I am beside myself because I went through the entire chain of events up to two days ago is is when when I saw it. So I saw it then. Um, it's crazy. Not sure what's going on. Uh, my faith in the world is shaken. Here, I'm gonna pull this. I'm gonna pull his uh, the guy who posted. I'm gonna pull his Twitter up. He's a uh, he's he's got a check mark on his Twitter, so he's. He's in the public sphere, so I'm not too too I'm worried just, about anything. I'm just thinking if we can't trust Cinnamon Toast Crunch, who can we trust? So his Twitter name is at Jensen Carp, and that's Carp with a K, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he's married to the girl that uh, that played Topanga on Boy Meets World. Huh. I don't know that for a fact. I haven't dug deep, but that was uh, some tweet I saw. Unrelated. But Jensen here posted a few days ago that he was eating his cereal and he was on his second bowl of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Very popular cereal. Big fan of Cinnamon Toast Crunch here. He was eating this box of cereal, his second bowl, and he finds this weird thing in it, pulls it out, coated in sugar, and it looks like a shrimp tail. So he does what every logical person does in this day and age and he tweets at them and his tweet just exploded and they were 
excuse me, they were going back and forth and people were just picking up on this and it, it just blew up. And then uh, they kept, uh, Simon Toast Crunch, their Twitter kept saying like, you know, we're, we're not, we don't really think that's what it is. You know, can you send us some pictures, some details? Just, we want to make this right. We'll send you some coupons, this and that. So he sends, you know, all the stuff that they want. They're kind of being a little shady with it. And then they have the audacity to tell him that, oh, no, that's not a shrimp tail. That is sugar that we have applied to our uh, to our mixture that just hasn't been mixed up well. It's like the sweetening mixture. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's holding this shrimp tail in his hand like I'm I, I'm going to assume everybody listening to this has eaten a shrimp before. They're very distinguishing. And from this point, uh, there's been geneticists, there's been labs, all these people have contacted him and they're like, listen, if they don't want to own up to this and whatnot, then we will do the testing for free. There's been labs that have offered their equipment for free and they're going to like people whose job it is to search out uh, these type of things and on a mu- on a much more important scale have offered their services for free just to prove that this is a shrimp tail. And then he went through his bag more and he found like like pieces of string. He found shrimp eyes that had been baked into some of the cereal. Like it just went off the wall. And then they still yet didn't want to really own up to it publicly. Luckily, he's been going through and posting his uh, his DMs he's had with them, and then he's eventually just put it on where they have to email him now. But uh, yeah, they were wanting him to send in all the samples that he found in his cereal boxes, and uh, they're wanting him to turn all that in so they could do their own testing on it. <laughs> he's like, no, not a chance, and they just want to send it with an envelope. It's like, <laughs> literally, when when he tweeted them however many days ago this was like it's been probably 10 days or more now that this has been going on viral sensation all that they had to do was direct message him and say hey sorry you found that here's 300 dollars and some vouchers please delete the tweet and sign this nda and i guarantee i don't guarantee i would say that that would be all it took for that problem to win away, but they had to make it a PR nightmare by calling him a liar and saying he was wrong with a shrimp tail. And now they are being drugged through the mud because of it all. It is absolutely absurd. They would find scrimps in their cereal. Hunter, what would you do if you poured a big bowl of cereal out right now and you just saw a shrimp looking at you? I'd break out the cocktail sauce. Oh my God! <laughs> no, I would be, I'd be rather disturbed. I think. And the thing, the thing is, it's not a shrimp. Like that's one thing. That that's some somewhere along the line. There's been some foods that have got crossed up. This is a shrimp tail. He's found string. My guess, and this is just Cody here. My guess is that this is some kind of rodent infestation, wherever this cereal is being produced. And there's been a nest that was in a flower box or a cereal box or a sugar bag or something like that. And it's all got poured in. And it's from the same facility that processes several different things. 
and it's gotten poured in there and processed through. Oh, yeah. That's my guess as to what has happened. Well, see, the theory was because I saw that he he bought a like it came from an industrial size thing from Costco. So it's one of those big boxes with two individual bags in it. He pulled out a yeah. second bag and the second bag had been like scotch taped up. Yep. And so I'm like, OK, somebody has 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 played fast and loose at the factory and they didn't want to get caught and they were ready to go home. Yep. And they just kind of taped this thing up and pushed it off. And I thought somehow, you know, this this has got in there and, and that's just it's just negligence. Some people were saying that it might have been a mouse, that a mouse was was in the box and was like bringing its items to, to store. But that doesn't that doesn't account for the parts that are baked into the cereal. No. So so it really it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And it doesn't it also doesn't account um, if a mouse brought like a shrimp tail into the bag, why would it have then been bonded and coated with sugar? To me that seems like a big red flag. Yeah. Um that all indicates to me that whatever happened happened at the factory. Now as for the yep. the, the tape, I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh but everything like this parts being baked into the cereal the the stuff being coated in sugar, everything to me says, yes, this happened at the factory. And your theory about how it happened is is probably accurate. Um, but that just concerns me on many, many levels, because how is if that level of stuff got through, what else is getting through and how is how is health and safety not catching that? And let me say, this is all what we've seen on Twitter and online and we are by no means experts in cereal distribution or well, shrimp distribution. Well, I took, Hunter might be. I took cereal not. distribution as an elective in college. Oh, well, I did not. So <laughs> take what I say for literally nothing. It was either that or underwater basket weaving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't take our advice on this. This is just our, uh, our take on it here. But yeah, I'm with you. I don't, I don't know how that all gets through. One, through quality. Two, it's in, I mean, obviously the bags together, you would think they got, they got packaged from the same batch that was made, but like string, like that's not even, that's just, that's just wrong with that yeah. stuff coming through it. And the, you know, what's really bad is that if you're someone who's just enjoying a good bowl of cinnamon toast crunch, what happens if you're also someone who has a shellfish allergy? Yeah. That's that's kind of an important variable. Like that's that's some that's life threatening. That's like anaphylaxis right there. You know, what if someone that has that or what if you're giving this to your kid and they swallow a piece of string? Yeah. You know, it something like this like that just cannot happen. And it's uh it's wild. Like I haven't I haven't read on it today exactly what I was going on or if he's even posted anything updated on it, but man, that it just blew my mind. Like I had read about the, like an article posted about it, but when I actually read what was going on, it, uh, it just blew my mind that this is something that could actually happen today. I mean, it's not like, it's not like we don't have any kind of rules or regulations. Yeah. And I know there's, I don't want to get into it cause I'll gross myself out, but I know there's certain amounts of stuff that make it into our food. Just, by FDA guidelines, but I would imagine that whole scrimp tails are not one of those things that are allowed through the FDA guideline. Just my take on it. Yeah, for sure. So but, yeah, well, this will definitely be something that as details come out, we'll we'll touch back on it. But 
if you haven't read it, I definitely recommend there's, and he's put a whole thread on it. It's, I said, it's Jensen Carp at Jensen Carp on Twitter. Go and read it. Um, it's wild. Uh, everything yeah. that he found and, and the banter back and forth and everything that, that happened with it. Like it, and like I said, it could have, uh, it could have probably been avoided with $300, a couple of cereal box coupons and an NDA. And all yeah. they had to do was say, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, right. But, I mean, but, but they PR woke up person, and chose violence. <laughs> that PR person is probably, well, probably fired, but also, uh, <laughs> I'm sure whoever's in charge of their Twitter, there's like a disconnect between corporate and that, like, my guess social is, media. It's, yeah, my guess it's probably an intern that's running the social media network or social media channel there. And they are, they're just relaying stuff up and finding out what to say. And someone's just said, uh, that's not that, or, you know, what, what, this isn't really what they're saying it is. And now CEOs are having meetings because of this. Yeah. Like, right. They're like, we're going to have to, we're going to have to figure out what's going on with Twitter. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I don't, I don't blame the, the social media person. Cause they're literally, if you don't know, social media people are just to, are just there to be engaging with, with fans and to, you know, keep the awareness and whatnot brought up everything that is remotely controversial. What they tweet comes from powers that are above them. So I don't blame that person at all for this. It's the PR person who should, uh, who should have been in charge of this the whole time. But yeah, man, this, this is wild. Go check it out. If you, uh, if you haven't read it, cause it's definitely going to be, uh, it's going to be something else. Yeah. It's, it's chaos. So I well, we'll see. And realistically, if you're if you have some kind of allergy like that, uh look through your cereal. Uh I, I don't know who makes cinnamon toast crunch is it General Mills? I think it is General Mills. Yeah, I mean search your cereals cuz I mean if you have like a shellfish allergy, something like this, I mean that's that's deadly. If you know yeah. something you're not expecting and uh, you know, I, I don't know exactly how it works, but if it's just touching or if you have to eat something like that, you're allergic to, but you know, it, that, that bag's been rustled around from whatever plant to the store to your house. So I'd say it probably touched if something's in there, every single piece <laughs> of it, but yeah, uh, it's, that's crazy. So I, I'm, I'm curious to see what comes out of this because this is blown up to the point where I'm sure there's some health officials that are looking at it now. I'll tell you, it's definitely making me look through my bags now before I I start to eat. <laughs> I, I literally before before that happened just had finished a box of cinnamon toast crunch and it was oh, no. it was all shrimp tails and I didn't think a thing of it. <laughs> all, all tails. <laughs> Oops, all tails. <laughs> That'll probably be some gimmick they'll put out now to try to to try to tame this all down. Oh but my I, word! Uh, they, they better not. Oops, all tails. <laughs> That's funny right there. Uh, well, Hunter, I think we're going to have to break this last segment up into two parts. We'll uh, we can get the, the first part of it down now. But uh, we were talking about kind of what we wanted the meat of this episode to be about. And uh, Hunter sent me a list of some of the experiences I'll call them that he had in school and I know we talk about school a whole lot but man that that was just a huge part of our lives for so many years but Hunter's going to go over some of the we're going to call them the school horror stories 
that uh, that he experienced and that he went through. And uh, I'm here to tell you that they're going to make you cackle because I was reading the <laughs> list here and I've heard every one of these stories at some point or another, but uh, it it still made me laugh just thinking about these. So uh, I'm going to let Hunter take over the lead here for this, this last little bit. And for the sake of time, I don't think we'll be able to get through this whole 6,000-word essay that he sent me and stuff, <laughs> but we'll uh, we'll definitely get through part of them, and then we'll have a part two later on. But Oh, for uh, sure. Where here. do you want me – Where like, or do you have a place in mind where you want me to stop? Man, just go until okay. until it just feels like a natural cutting point. You know, okay. take take the time you need. Don't rush it. Just just have fun with it. Because okay. I mean, this there's some there's some gems in here, and absolutely, I'll uh, I'll be your whoop whoop man over here as you're <laughs> as you're going through. So cool. Go with it. All righty. So <clears throat> this gentleman that I'm talking about, if any of you went to school with us, you're going to know immediately who it is. For the sake of respect, I'm not going to drop his name, but I will do the impersonation because I'm really, really good at it. And it helps make the stories a lot more entertaining. Um, This fella was somebody I had very close ties with all throughout my six years. So the four years of undergrad and the two years of grad school. So I was very, very close to this person the entire time. And I probably know him better than most people. I have worked with him. I have worked for him. I have shared responsibilities with him. And I've just gotten to see way more than I ever bargained for. And so we're going we're gonna to dig into this. I'll give you a brief description so you can imagine. This, this gentleman is, is quite tall. He's rather skinny. He's from Turkey. And he talks like this. He talks like this. And he will go on and on. And when he gets really excited, his voice gets higher. And it's just a time and a half. And Cody can validate that that's exactly how the man sounds. Yeah, it's it's kind of... I can't even do the impersonation justice, but I tell you what you hear from Hunter is if if they were to talk side by side, I couldn't tell you the difference. And we did. That story's coming. I, I will <laughs> touch on that because he knows that I can impersonate him and we did it side by side. And I also answered his phone one time and people thought I was him. So I'll get to that uh, in a minute. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so to start out, we're going to we're going to kind of shape the quirks of his character and you're going to think, Oh wow, what a weird, but funny guy. And then as we dive deeper into some of these stories, you're going to realize you're going to be like, Whoa, this guy is. So again, if you know who I'm talking about, this will not be a surprise, but these stories are quite funny. So the first few quirks I remember from him are his antics in the classroom. Um, the biggest one, which I I mean, there's no other way, but to lead in all guns blazing is when he would talk to you, he would hike his leg up on the, on the desk next to you. And he would like push in and lean in to where his, um, gentleman's area was very, very close to your face. And it's almost like he was doing it on purpose. But he did this on on more than one occasion where he would talk to you and he'd just hike that leg up there. And it's way higher 
than can be comfortable. Yeah, they, like, and we're not talking about like when you you imagine desks in like a middle school or an elementary school where you know they kind of come to your hip. Like our desk, for some reason, the desks were like you had to ex- like raise your arms up to put your elbows on them, and then like they were just way too tall. But yet this leg would end up somehow on top of the desk every single time. It never failed. And I, at one point I made fun of it and I tried to recreate it and it was, uh, it was a bit of a struggle to get it up. It's again, it's, it's like a desk height, like normal adult size desk height. And he'd hike his leg up on there. And again, he would like lean in and it was just the weirdest thing. And I don't know how it was comfortable for him. I kind of think it was a power move. Like he uh, is definitely a power play. <laughs> so the other thing he would do is he, he taught a CNC course and as he would, um, as he would explain to us how the machine moves, he would make noises. And I don't really know how to, how to put the noise phonetically other than, I guess it's W O O O O O O P. He would, he would say, he would say, oh, I, today we are going to learn. We do the machine. It will move like this. And he'd take his marker and he'd put his marker on the whiteboard. And he'd go, ooh, 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 ooh. And he'd like, he'd make, make these, oh. you know, Teletubbies level noises at us college students to explain to us how something moved. And so one time we, we put on the board, um, we put the CNC machine goes B O O O O O O O like boo. And he came in and he looked at it and he said, it's not a boo. It's a woo. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, okay. Okay. So the CNC goes woo, I guess. So he, he, it just was so weird. Um, so he'd make those noises. Every course material item we had was from 1991. Um, we did not learn any computational CNC machining. Everything we did was by hand, which I understand learning how to code a machine by hand is important, but, but everything we did was, was non like computer program CNC. So anything advanced, like you would do in industry at all, we had no practice in period. And so he, he was teaching this old material. And I think it's important to know that we had a CNC machine that we used one time in the course of the entire class. And he doesn't even really fully know how to operate the CNC machine that, uh, that I'm told belongs to him, but is what we use for the course. He just kind of doesn't really know how to use it. So uh, he has old course material and he doesn't really know how to use his own machine. Another one of my favorites is he would yell at the absent students, like he'd take role and he'd find out who was absent. And then he'd spend about 20 to 30 minutes yelling at those students and how important it was for them to be there in the class and how important it was to not miss and how, how unprofessional it was to, to skip. But he would yell to the class, to the people that were there. So the people he was ranting at didn't hear it. So and we, it got to the point he did this more than once, like more than five times, really. He, he did it very regularly where he'd spend a good amount of time just yelling at the students who were present 
about the students who were absent and how big of a mistake it was and how unprofessional it was. And finally, I can't remember if it was me or someone else. Somebody raised their hand and said, Dr. So-and-so, um, you do realize that you are, you're telling this to us and we're here. Like none of us are absent. And it kind of took him aback. And he, he, he was like, Oh, <laughs> but it, it just, it, it was crazy. Cause I like, how do you get off on a tangent like that? Yelling at someone when they're not even in the room. So, yeah, I, I don't know. He's, he's just a handful. It's, like This is crazy. I'm surprised he didn't just open the window and scream out at him. Well, I'm sure he would. Where are you? <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> Why are you late? <laughs> <laughs> So one of the other things he would do in class was uh, he would he would go on these tangents to keep us in our seats for the duration of the class time, which wouldn't really have been a big ordeal, except the, the class was four hours long. And oh my, it was very hard to fill four hours with anything useful. And <laughs> I don't know what what his mindset was. If I keep everybody in the class for four hours, people will think I'm doing my job well or what, but at about, at about the three hour mark, maybe, maybe three hours and 15 minutes on a good day, he would run out of stuff to do. And so we just spend that last 45 minutes to an hour of him just coming up with random crap to say, just to keep us there. Uh, I don't remember examples, but I remember it happening on more than one occasion. It was a common complaint against, uh, amongst all the students really uh, was that we wish he would just let us go once he got done teaching instead of talk to us for another hour about stuff that didn't even really matter. So um, I'm not sure what his mindset was on that, but uh, he did go on these big tangents just to keep us in our seats. And uh, he, he had these, he had these weird sayings too. Like, I don't know if it's a Turkish thing, but instead of like beating a dead horse, he would say, you don't have to kill the elephant. And, Kill the elephant, and I, I'm just like, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, How I do guess, you even respond to that? I, I didn't. <laughs> I just kind of stared. Uh, he had another one too, and I can't remember what it was. Oh, I've I'm I'm going to interject here uh, since you're talking about the sayings. Another good one, and <laughs> uh, I don't. I, I'm trying to remember which professor I had. Oh, it was one I had probably my my sophomore or my junior year it was for my heat transfer course i believe that was the one our buddy chaz was in there too there was a few of us but you, you know the saying um i can't even remember the saying now what he said though was that you don't punch a gift horse in the mouth <laughs> the saying is you don't look a gift horse in the mouth yes and <laughs> I've 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 thought about that so many times because it's one of those where he said it and we just looked at each other like I know that's not right. <laughs> I don't but, think you should punch any horse. But he he said you don't punch a gift horse in the mouth, and I'm like, <laughs> where did that even come from? And I know that for a lot of these professors that English isn't their first language, but. When you hear something like that, like I'm, I'm one of those people that I can hold a laugh in, but I have zero control over my facial expressions. So I know that if I were somewhere like that and heard that again, 
my eyes would get so big and I'd look like, the, I would look like the guy on the warhead candies. Like, like that's, that's the visual, but yeah, that there don't punch a gift horse in the mouth. That was uh that was the saying that, that I heard that, uh, that fit right in with that one. Yeah, gosh, it's crazy. So that those are his his what I call his classroom antics and kind of a description of his quirks. Now I want to move on to a new little little subsection I call his vanity. And really everything I'm about to say contributes to his most identifying character trait is he likes to be and wants to be the most important person in the room. Um one of my projects was to to make something out of a CNC machine. And so my friends and I had the idea. We said, why don't we take a 3D scan of his face and we're going to CNC his like a bust of his face into some wood. And we're like, do you think he'd go for it? Do you think he'd go for it? Maybe, you know, we don't know. Maybe we told him what we were doing. And I mean, he was hook, line and sinker. He was in. Uh, So he stood there while we 3D scanned his face. Now, the whole time from the inception of this idea, the point of this was to make fun of him because why would you ever make a bust of your professor? It's just ridiculous. And so the whole thing was a joke at his expense, but he didn't see it that way. He thought that we were like doing a Royal painting of him. Like he stood there with his chest puffed out. He was so proud to take his little 3d scan of his face. And we're all thinking how ridiculous this is. And he's like, oh, this is this is great. Finally, my genius will be recognized in <laughs> material form. Make sure you get to my good angles. <laughs> so, uh, make sure you get all of me. Um, <laughs> his whole body. <laughs> we did end up taking. He insisted. We were just going to get his, oh, his head. No. He insisted we get a full body scan. And then he demanded we give him the files. And he started 3D printing little figures of himself. He did not. He sure did. Oh, my gosh. Um but the 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 face scan that we took, uh, we ended up like we went and we chopped down a tree and we took a big. Now, it wasn't like a, a tree that didn't deserve it. It was a it was a tree. It's a tree in the middle of campus that all the students came around for a vigil every year. <laughs> uh, it wasn't a tree that didn't deserve it. I should say it was a uh, it was a tree on somebody. One of our friends had some property and he was cutting it down anyway. And he's like, hey, I'll give you a piece of of this of this tree trunk and you can use it to, to cut his face. And so we literally took a, a chunk of tree, just a big old trunk. And we put it on the CNC mill and we machined his face out of this trunk of tree. And it was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. It looked just like him, but it was absolutely ridiculous. We were all cracking up as, as it was getting finished because it it looked exactly like him, but it's just his face coming out. It looked like mother Willow from, uh, (laughs) from, uh, (laughs) from Pocahontas. Like, (laughs) You know, it's like this this dude's face just emerging out of the wood. And so we um we just your mother willow, but it's him. (laughs) We just thought that it was the most ridiculous thing ever. And if he and I'm not exaggerating, if he could have gotten on his knees and prayed to this bust of himself without us all like being like, I need an adult, he would have done it. And he has it in his office. And this is a rumor, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna clarify that it's a rumor. 
But I was told that at one point he took it home and hung it up in his house, but then brought it back to school to show to, uh, to other students. He idolized that thing. And again, it was all just to make fun of him. It was so ridiculous. Like, come on, you got to have some, some self-awareness about it. Um, but he idolized that thing and I'm pretty sure it's still in his office. The last time I was in there, it was, uh, whenever I'd go into his office, it was like a where's Waldo. I'd look to see where the, the tree stump was. Um, I'm just picturing his face now on one of the trees from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. he, he tries to be another thing. He, he tries to be in charge of a bunch of, of different things. Like if there is the slightest power vacuum, he slides into those DMS and he tries to get in. Uh, and most of the time he ruins it. Um, there he was going for, he was going for another position at the university and, and a bunch of people told me, they said, if he gets hired here, I'm going to quit because he's just known to ruin. <laughs> he gets, he's known to ruin things. So the funny part is, as our relationship developed, he ended up becoming the director over the laboratory that I was the manager of. And really the power structure was there was a faculty, a staff, and then a student. And we were all equal rank in terms of how we managed that laboratory, um, which ended up not really being the way it was because when you're a student, people don't really look at you with the same level of authority. But when I signed on, the dean of the of the college, um, the College of Engineering, not the whole college, but the dean of the College of Engineering said that we were all equal rank. So uh, we ended up working together, but he kind of thought that I was working for him. But anyway, so he tries to be in charge of a bunch of different things, ended up being in charge of, of the laboratory that I was passionate about. Uh, another fun story. <laughs> another fun story is the CNC mill that you remember. He did not know how to operate. Um, his name is very similar to the to the manufacturer's name. It's very very close. So one CNC mill has in big red uh, vinyl letters. It has the manufacturer's name um, tampoed on, and we got a vinyl cutter up in this, this lab that I was in charge of. And so I thought, wouldn't it be funny to put his name on the other machine in big red letters? And so I asked if I could, uh, I'm not going to say who, but I asked somebody if I could get into the laboratory while everybody was away at lunch. And they said, yeah. <laughs> and so I brought all my little red letters over. And while everybody was away, nobody knew what happened. Only a couple people know that I did this. While everybody was away at lunch, I uh, I applied the big red vinyl letters and put his name on the other machine that was his to look identical to the to the machine that wasn't. So it said the manufacturer's name on one of them, and then it said his name on the on the other. And again, he doesn't even know how to operate it. But when he saw that his name was on that machine, if he could have jumped in the air and done a backflip, he would have. He was so so excited like he i mean it's like he'd never seen his name written out before he's like my name is on the machine and it's like uh, uh again it's just the total lack of self-awareness it's a joke we're making we're making fun of you and it's 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 harmless but we're still and i guess that's why it's so funny is because he takes it as serious as he can but everything i would do like this was to make fun of him not maliciously but you know just to poke fun and you know uh, but he never took it as like, ha like, ah, oh, that's clever. He, he thought that I did it, um, 
or he I don't, he doesn't know that I did it, but he thought that that whoever did it did it to to honor him, and it's really not what it was about at all. And and I want to say this too. Don't cons- don't think of this as like any kind of bullying or anything, because he, you'll find out that he he would dish stuff just just as easily, if not worse. So this this was all <coughs> all fun, uh, fun little humorous things that that were done here. Nothing oh, yeah. nothing with any kind of malicious intent. I think it would it would it would speak for itself if he got upset about it. Like instead of getting upset about it, it was the total opposite end of the spectrum. He thought that we were doing it as if we were putting up a statue in his honor that that is how he interpreted all of it it's not he, he he wasn't even like oh i get it that you're poking fun at me and that's funny it was literally like thank you for honoring me with this and we were doing it just because i was like oh we're poking fun and it's funny but it's harmless so yeah no we weren't we definitely weren't bullying him i did bully a couple professors but that's a story for another time <laughs> and they deserve oh, no. they no, deserve it. they deserve <laughs> oh <it>. no <laughs> um oh, we can't say that <laughs> well, <laughs> well i mean you didn't do anything i did so okay. and th- that Just guy's can't... fired now not not this one but the guy that i i picked on he's he's gone for reasons that were unsavory so uh, you know uh, all right so Continue. then this, this brings me to the final chapter in his vanity section is uh me being able to impersonate him and that also led to me being able to sing in his voice. Um, so I found out accidentally that I could impersonate him. I remember the moment that it happened as clear as if it were yesterday. Um, he had been teaching a class and he went away for some event or conference or something. And as we turned a corner our, our class was going somewhere to do a lab experiment and as without him and as we turned the corner i did the impression and i said something like guys we have to be very careful and do not break the machinery and every single student wheeled around their eyes full of the fear of god because they thought that all of a sudden the man who had not been there all class had appeared out of nowhere (laughs) and people said they're like oh my gosh i thought he was here and so i just discovered and that's kind of how i figured out i could do uh the obama impression i just discovered that i could do it and it was just a one-off thing i thought it would be kind of silly but not accurate but i literally horrified that entire class they all wheeled around and were like oh my word we thought that was him (laughs) so as as I honed it, you know, I got I got a little bit better at it as I mean, it already started out good, but I got better at it. And he found out that I could do it and I would like mimic things back to him. And then he would then mimic things back to me. So he I would say something absolutely ridiculous, like I do not want green eggs and ham on my computer. And then he'd say it back because he just thought it was hilarious that somebody else could do his voice. I guess he's always wanted to have a conversation with himself. And so I was able to- <laughs> That's probably what he <laughs> I was able to f- fulfill that desire for him. Bucket list item check. <laughs> I'm the best dinner date. So <laughs> me. So he um he did that and then the culmination of of how I knew I nailed it was he was he was out of the room. And he'd left his phone on the desk. And again, at this point, he and I had a close enough relationship to where nothing that I was doing, I thought would upset him. And so 
his phone was left on the desk and it started ringing and it was somebody from the university. Uh, and I picked it up and I said, yes, hello, this is Dr. And they started talking to me because they thought I was him. And so he comes in the room, sees me with his phone pressed up against my head. He kind of tilts his head and looks at me and I handed it to him. And I said, I answer this for you. And they think that I'm you. And he, he laughed <laughs> <laughs> he took it and and started uh started talking to them but i was able to dupe someone who knew him they called his phone i answered in his voice and they knew you know how like you can call your your grandma or whatever or when your grandma calls you and you're like papa john's pizza how are you and they're like oh we know it's you i was able to trick this person oh i just got brought a strawberry candy guys <laughs> you hear that ASMR. There it is. <laughs> um, new, new category we're tagging this with. So I was, I was a, <laughs> I was able to to dupe someone over the phone. They thought that I was him. Um. So yeah, hit, and all that goes into fueling. He he just thinks he's 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 the bee's knees. And so uh, I thoroughly enjoyed being able to impersonate him, and that took a step further when people asked me to do like a, an album where I would sing songs in his voice and as uh, a graduation present, <laughs> as a graduation present, I went around and I asked, I said, Hey, what songs do you want me to sing? I said, I'm going to, uh, instead of doing an album, I'm going to make like a, that's so nineties, you know, like the, those, those commercials that you saw on television as a kid, you know, the, now that's what Tell I call. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to make a cheesy commercial like one of those. Now that's what I call music type things. I said, so what song would you like to hear? Cause I'm going to have like 10 different songs and we're going to do little snippets of them. And so I had a list. People would come to me and like, Hey, can I suggest a song for the album? And so I just had a little running note where I would type in all these songs. And I finally, I think I had 30 or, or 40 different suggestions. I finally narrowed it down to 10. And I recorded it. So I uploaded this video at midnight on the the night of our graduation. So at that point, I was officially no longer a student at the university. So there was no foul play. I was officially just a civilian at that point. Um, so uh, I uploaded it as a graduation present to all, uh, all my friends who suffered through. And boy, it received just enormous enormous support and i got so many people like it rippled through the industrial sector because people who had graduated and and knew him were getting somehow were getting sent it and it like was rippling through all these (laughs) different businesses and i'm getting comments saying oh my gosh i had him in 2012 this is hilarious you know it was, it was crazy. So, um, the demand was, Hey, will you please do an actual album? And can you do Christmas music? And, uh, I just, I never got around to it because I was always working with him or working for him. And it seemed unprofessional to do it while we were in a professional relationship. Uh, but now that I'm out of it, I might actually this, this holiday season, I might make the, make the album for real because everybody keeps asking me to do it. So, you know, we're, we're planning on doing a, uh, a a scary stories one for Halloween, so I think we just found out what we're going to do for for the Christmas season. Oh heck yeah! We'll have we can have a uh, 
we can have an entire episode just dedicated to to the man himself. So, but yeah, that that basically, I didn't realize how much time this would take. Which that that sounds like a good plan, by the way. I didn't realize how much time this would take. I thought I could really breeze through these, but that covers like his 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 classroom antics and his quirks, and then the really big character flaws, his vanity, and all the things that that made me realize that over the years. Um, my list continues on. Uh, yeah, we'll, with with, we'll, uh, with some we'll, crazier stories, but I think those are best saved for for later. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll. We'll cut that. Start to stop that there as the uh, as the part one, and here in here in a few weeks or whatever, we'll jump back in with the part two. And uh, I tell you, it he's something else. And it's uh, if you ever have the experience to meet this man, even though like hearing this first, he's one of those people that if you ever do hear him or meet him. You're going to think back to whatever day you listen to this podcast in March or April of 2021 or 2022 or whenever you listen, and it's going to immediately hit you, and you're going to be like, "Whoa, I know him." <laughs> That's what but happened, Bree. That, that is, Bree had never, and this happened on more than one occasion a bunch of my employees had only heard my impression of him. And then they met, excuse me, they met him second and they would come up to me afterwards and they literally were shocked. And they were like, Oh my gosh, I thought you were exaggerating. They said, but you weren't, you were on the money. And that's what happened with Bree. Bree had never met him, but she had heard my impersonation of him and she'd heard the stories. And we finally, we met him in the Kroger parking lot. Before I graduated, I saw him and I said, honey, you got to stop the car. That's, that's him. You ha- we have to say hi. Uh, I said, like, almost like I just have to confirm with you that this is a real person and I'm not crazy. <laughs> this isn't mythical. <laughs> and so I, I rolled down the window and I yelled and I said, Hey, Dr. So-and-so. And he, he threw his hands up in the air and he said, the hunter. And he sprinted. <laughs> I can imagine car. him sprinting through the parking lot. <laughs> he, he, he sprinted to the car and I said, I just need you to. To me, I said, this is my fiance. This is Bree. And he, he met her. And as we drove away, I turned slowly and I said, well, and she goes, you weren't exaggerating. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, that's that's happened on more than one occasion where I have described him and done the impression and then people meet him and they come up to me and they're like, oh, my gosh, like you were right. <laughs> it's uh, it. If you ever do have the pleasure to meet this man, you're going to feel like you've known him your whole life just by mm-hmm. listening to this podcast. And I'm so sorry for that. We haven't even really gotten into the bad stuff yet. No, but, this uh, is just the goofy stuff. Yeah. So it gets it gets crazy. Some of the stuff he asked me to do over the years. Whew, so that's a uh, teaser for next week. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. But yeah, that's a uh, man. We've. We've covered a lot in this episode. I, I'm starting to sweat right now just <laughs> going over everything. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Hunter, my friend, I hope you have a great week this week. I hope you do, too. You, uh, Anything you want to share? Anything coming up we need to be made aware of or mm. anything worth noting? No, I mean, we, we've started... Um... We've started planning for our wedding. I reckon we'll do a, a whole... Uh, bit on that because for those of you that don't know 
Cody here. Oh, Gray's talking. <laughs> <laughs> Cody here is going to officiate uh, my wedding. So that'll be a fun little podcast that we'll do after or maybe before. I don't know. We'll, we'll and we're actually going it. live during the wedding and yeah, we're, we're going to stream gonna do, it we're gonna on do YouTube. A, <laughs> we're going to do a live podcast right in the middle of, of the wedding. It's going to be great. It's going to be our first uh, our first one with actual video, and we're going <laughs> to let you all be there live on the podcast channel. <laughs> My heavens. So um, Bree just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> um, so well, that'll go over like the Hindenburg. Uh, but, <laughs> but but uh, but yeah, so that'll be a fun something for us to talk about. But that's really what's what's all my planning is going into right now is is figuring out that we've got a venue. We've got a date. Now we just got to pound out some of the details. And that's really where everything's happening. Well, good deal, man, where it's going to be fun. And like I said last week, we've we're searching and we're we're planning for getting this bad boy on Spotify. We are uh, we now know the process we need to take and we are in in process of uh, getting the services and resources we need for that. Uh, we and I'll say I say this all the time. The reason that it's really taken so long is because we literally don't know what we're doing right now, but we're getting there. Yeah, we're it's getting mostly there. troubleshooting, really. Yeah, it, it's because I've just, got yeah. I've got it all set up. I just can't get the video to to import because I'm using a YouTube codec. So I'm trying to troubleshoot to to get around that. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully in the next couple weeks, three weeks, something like that, we'll be able to have this on uh, on Spotify and we'll we'll still upload to the YouTube. So if you want to have something like that in the background, have that little uh, have the visual, you can have that, too. And um you know, hopefully, you know, if people want it, comment on it and let us know we're we're considering if you want to we can add video into this. Uh, we can we can kind of talk back and forth here over the program we used to record. So mm-hmm. uh, we could add video. We could record it in high def and we could drop that in there. You know, if that's something that people want. So For sure. uh, comment, let us know and uh, go follow the, the Twitter page. That's where uh, we try to do a little conversing and. Uh, I always put the the video when it's on there, and uh, probably gonna have it an Instagram page made coming up. I had that suggestion made to me, so we'll uh, we'll do something like that, and maybe on that we can put some little we have some little snippets cut throughout the week, and uh, we can kind of tease what's gonna be that on, there on the next week and whatnot. So yeah, we got a lot of a lot of big stuff to look forward to, and. I think our plan, correct me if I'm wrong, Hunter, here, we're in, hopefully in the near future, we're going to be getting the the wife and the fiance on here. Absolutely. And we'll, uh, we'll have them go about and talk about how, how bad of people we are and yeah. and, and how, I know. They, how they're our saving graces and, and whatnot. So. I know they both have ridiculous stories from work that they would love. Brie, for sure, would love to share. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, a woman, a woman hit the building with her car. The other day, just crap. Like, and that that's just like Tuesday, you know? <laughs> so, well, Caroline had a, uh, had somebody to run over a cat and in the parking lot. And then another lady got out and said, throw it in my truck. Oh my word. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll get those on that. That'd be coming up in the, the next little bit. And that'll be fun. It's just going to be fun. We got some big stuff planned and we're still, we'll, when we start, when we get a little more uh, subscriptions going, we'll uh, we'll start teasing for our uh, 
our Clinton special because that's oh, one that I'm. I, I can't tell you how much I'm dying to do that episode, Hunter. That is <laughs> so many years in the making that we have been planning for that and talking about those little little scenes and whatnot. But yeah, uh, as as is customary, we know we know you hate hearing it, but please like the video, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell. All that stuff helps us to make YouTube actually let people see us. And, and thanks for the comments, by the yeah. way. Yeah, we're getting some more engagement. Uh, you know, share it all. Just be as engaged as you can because that, that helps the algorithm. That helps us. And that lets us put more stuff out to you. And like I always say, let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you want to see. And uh, we're we're working on it. We're, we're trying to make this a podcast for the people. So. <laughs> Hunter, you got anything else, my friend? No, I'm just enjoying this strawberry candy over here. I can hear you over there sounding like a <laughs> savage animal eating it. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready? Here we go. I hear you like sucking on that thing, and it kind of, I imagine you look like, did you ever watch Rugrats as a kid? Of course. I imagine you look like the Rugrats whenever like Tommy would eat something, but where he didn't have teeth and slobber would go everywhere. <laughs> That's how I'm picturing you literally right now. Well, it's darn good. <laughs> well, Hunter, it's been good talking to you, my friend. Good to talk we'll, uh, to you as always. We'll have to, we'll have to do it again here real, real soon. Oh, for sure. All right. Well, we will talk to everybody later. All right. We'll see you. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.